This is the MDRT Podcast. There are many things that all advisors do, but what do MDRT members do that others don't? During a conversation at MDRT headquarters recorded before the pandemic. PJ Byrne, Brisbane, Australia. Jonathan Godshaw, Puebla, Mexico. Danielle Genier, Timmins, Ontario. Randy Kaufman, Camp Hill, Pennsylvania. Discussed unique strategies, from gifts to songs to surveys, they have implemented to strengthen client relationships. Well, we have Mr. Insurance teddy bears. So they're used for clients when they have children, when they are pregnant. We will give them the teddy bears, but we use them for our clients if they're recovering from an illness or there's a celebration or a birthday. So yeah, just, I think, a bit of a gimmick and just a nice little touch and uh, passing on those little teddy bears. We can use them at all sorts of opportunities. When and why did you start doing that? Can you remember a specific time when that's been particularly impactful? Yeah, so we started using it. We started sending out sort of gifts to our clients that had babies. And we big advocates for children's insurance in Australia. So we wanted to start connecting as soon as the child's born, that we're sort of participating in that new child's journey. We're obviously caring for the parents and we've put insurance in place for the parent to look after the child or something should happen to the parent. So instead of just sending out a gift that wasn't um, recognised with our brand on it, we investigated. It wasn't an expensive exercise. We get these really nice teddies made and they've got our logo and sort of everything on them. And we started using them there for children that were born. And then from there we went, oh, I've got to go see a client that's up in hospital because they're sick. Oh, I'll take a teddy bear. So We've taken it there and then sometimes we'll, oh yeah, so-and-so is having a birthday, so we'll give them a teddy bear and we've got clients that are going overseas and we'll uh, send them a teddy bear to say, look, we know you're leaving the family for a couple of months to work over in the UK or wherever and we'll give them a teddy bear and then we've had photos back of what that teddy bear gets up to, which I've never seen a teddy bear drink that much, but we, you know, so the clients... You know, some of those teddy bears have been sitting in first class or business class or at a bar in Japan or just, you know, we've seen one that unfortunately didn't survive because the new dog got it and so we had to resend teddy bears. But, yeah, for us it's getting some of the photos back and what we found is the clients receive them, they sort of put them up on Facebook and, and say, hey, look what we got and the kids love it or this is a pretty funny thing. So... For us, uh, we've been, I suppose, delivering teddy bears for about five years and it's something just a little bit different that seems to connect well with people and yeah, you can use it at nice times and even at difficult times when clients are recovering. The, this isn't one that we needed to purchase, but everyone has birthdays and I'm not the best singer, if you will, but I do call everyone on their birthday and I absolutely sing to them, happy birthday. And I do it with almost all of my clients and I do it on their birthday. And it's funny, it's because as simple as it may sound, we all do things in the interest of our best clients. So how do we sometimes differentiate ourselves? And as simplistic as it may sound, singing happy birthday to uh, my clients, I know is not being done by other advisors for the most part. And it seemed to really resonate. The I know it's working because when I miss a call, the clients are reminded, you missed my birthday. Why didn't you call me? So it's a little bit different and it works and it kind of keeps a good relationship going. 
Can you give an example of that singing voice? I actually was going to try that, but I could say, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, dear Danielle, happy birthday to you. Danielle, I hope you have a great day. I know you won't be able to pick up this phone, but I'm thinking of you. I hope you have a wonderful birthday. Bye-bye. Done. Nicely. Well, I don't know if if you could say it's an idea or anything, but once a year, I meet with every client and sit with them and have coffee with them. And I give them a form, I mean, at the end of the meeting. And in the form, it's like a survey name. They have to rate the service and everything. They also give us uh, like interest, like golf or movies or things like that, that it works for me because if I see like these movie things that work or like a sale or like a promotion or like something, I send that thing to those clients. Or for example, golf. I see like there's an, an interesting tournament of golf in that in something in that state. I sent those clients that like it's like interesting for them. It's like I'm being reminded of them a long time. And also at the end, there's like five lines of referrals. So the, every time I see them, I get referrals. But all always after I see their needs first and then their my needs after. So it's not only just ask for referrals. What benefit have you seen from that? Sometimes they call me because sometimes the guy that said that he likes theater, for example, uh, theater plays or sometimes I get I have like partnerships with the different agencies and sometimes I get theater tickets for free. So I instead of using them I give them to them, for example. So they're really grateful for those things. So they give me referrals as a thank you, not as a... As a process. Yeah. Give me some names. Yeah, sometimes they even want to give me more referrals so I can give something else. (laughs) (laughs) My deal is not necessarily because the question was what makes it different? As an advisor, I think for us is that we hold our clients accountable and we hold ourselves accountable. I hold my clients accountable to the goals that they set out and we truly, truly track them and hold them accountable to it. If they tell me they want to retire by the age of 62, we're going to make sure they retire by 62. If it's changed, you got to let us know because we're going to hold you accountable to it. Is every meeting we set out, everything is all based upon goals of what they want and sometimes I have to remind them say is that we're just holding you accountable to what you want to do not what I want to do it's not about me retiring I said I can retire if I want I said but you're telling us you want to retire and that's what you hire us for us to do so that part of it is that often clients forget this is what they've told you that they wanted to do and we're holding them accountable to it. And when they get to that point, I never thought I'd get there. Well, yeah. Did you ever think, why wouldn't you? Right? We held them accountable to what they want to do. What's a specific memorable time that that's played out? Clients retiring. That's a big thing, right? Because there again is that, Danielle, I don't want to work till I'm age 65. Because that's a normal age. 
in Canada for people 60, 65 to retire. I don't want to work. Okay, right? Okay, guys, it's, you're 62 now. Remember, this is what you wanted to do. Oh, am I there? Yeah, you're there. So now that the clients have the choice that they can retire, now becomes a totally different conversations because when you can retire financially, a lot of them don't want to. But it's to have the choice to be able to do that. So they're grateful that we held them accountable. Or they'll thank you that they retired. Danielle, thanks for your help retiring. I say, I didn't do the work. I just held you accountable. You're the one who saved the money. I said, what I do thank you is that you trust me. You trusted us in your process that we made you save the money, right? Or we got you to do this, we got you to do that. But they're the ones that did the work, but they think you did it. But in essence, they're the ones that did the work. And you also keep reminding the client. Absolutely. Because sometimes, well, it happens to me also, that sometimes they don't remember or they just remember what they want. They don't remember what they told you at the beginning. You know, if they want to buy that cottage, okay, this is what you need to in order to get that cottage or, or is the cottage still important? It's just to remind them of the goals that they want to set out. And every time we meet clients, we go on the goals of goals of what they wanted. If they've changed it, you got to let us know. I have one client who wanted a cottage and we knew which area they wanted to. And so I'd seen a listing for them. So I sent them the cottage. Oh, I forgot about that. They ended up buying the cottage, right? But is that part of it? I had another client who wanted to own a building, property management building. Well, one of my clients happened to want to sell theirs. So I hooked up the seller and the buyer and they're both my clients that they didn't have to pay brokerage fees and they ended up and that lady still has that apartment building today. So, right, it's just knowing your clients and through, like you say, like, your, you know, your, uh, you find out their hobbies. Well, us, we do it against the goals is more so that part of it. Or we have a list of five or 10 years before retirement. So if we know it's 10 years before retirement, we send them that list, what you need to do. Five years before retirement, what you need to do. And that we don't give it out in the meeting, that we mail out to them. So little different things like that, setting up on their goals. How does someone forget they wanted to buy a cottage? Life gets fat, right? They forget. Well, I don't think they forget. I think they forget how important it was for them in that time. Or how about being reminded that they can buy that cottage? Yeah, also. And we can help them purchase that because that was their overall goal in part of their planning. Yeah, I gotta say, in our wealth business, is a lot of the time it's giving clients permission to say yes. They're scared to do things that they can afford to do, but they don't know if they should or shouldn't. So they just do what they've always done and, and not do anything at all. So getting them in and asking them what those goals are and then encouraging them to make those decisions. And even when you walk into the foyer of the wealth business, we have postcards because a lot of people want to travel. and. So every time one of our financial planning clients travels, we're like, can you please send us a postcard once you get there? And each postcard has its own frame. And so we can, you know, that business, we've been asking for postcards for only uh, two years. And now we'd have probably 20 to 25 postcards of people that have had their dream holiday or done that trip with their family or been to Italy. And you know, so I think as a reminder to myself and the team, when we walk into that office, those postcards are the evidence of the difference we've made for them. Like you said, they did the hard work, 
but we were the ones that were able to tell them that they could do it and they should do it while they're healthy enough. So that, that was really good. And that brings up another topic. When you know their goals and something happens in life that a sickness or they've been diagnosed with cancer, and that's what I remind them saying, okay, this is how life can change quickly. You've got the affordability. My big thing is for clients that obviously have the wealth, I'll say, why don't you pay for a family trip? Well, how do I do that? So we'll help them to get organized. Us big thing is Walt Disney World in Florida is pay for, you know, the, the children, the grandchildren. We'll help you set up with, uh, we know, right, a service that can get you the house and rent a big house and, you know, what to do. And so when those people take those holidays, and I'll say, pay for it from the time they leave to the time you get back, pay for everything. Yeah, it might cost you $30,000, but you'll never, ever regret it. All the clients that have done it is that either before, right, we've seen them after, they still can't believe that they were able to do that. And they're going to do it before they pass away or they don't have the health anymore to be able to do it. Dan- Danielle, can I do that for 18000 Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. 18,000 clients? You, you, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, and that's a reward for us because we've helped the clients to reach their goals and Right? And maybe because life can change quickly yeah, because so of health. Very much so. They filled up some of their bucket list or some of their goals. We've got a 51-year-old lady that's terminally ill, and uh, she came in, uh, met her three months ago, and we helped her get a terminal illness payment. And I know her son is only uh, about 23. And I said to her, and she's lovely and still on the, you know, looks pretty active and healthy at the moment, but the cancer will unfortunately get to her. But I did say, what's your bucket list? And so we said, look, the money will sort itself out. We'll get that for you. But what do you need to do? And New York was one of the things that she wanted to do with her son. And so within that first meeting, we'd done all the forms to get the insurance benefits, but we also gave her a card to my travel agent that I use. And I said, make an appointment to go see her tomorrow and book New York. And within the month, they'd actually been to New York and they did a photo shoot, which I thought was really cool. The son was telling me last week that the photo shoot with his mum uh, was amazing in New York and they went and did uh, some really cool things. It knocked her around a bit, but she's come back and she's got sort of four other places that she's got to do and she's ticking them off as she goes. So it's good to help people even in their darkest times that still say, yes, go and do it. But is just have that next step of not just telling them to go and book a flight, put them onto the right person to go and book that flight and, and book it tomorrow. And I think... Hold them accountable to hold do them it. Ac- it is, holding them accountable and also encouraging them because when whether it be, sadly, that's through ill health that's brought that forward, I think it's really important with clients that have good health to go and do the things while they can do it now as well because we see the differences... And we know firsthand how quick life and health can change because of the industry we're in. So, yeah, I think helping people tick those milestones off and those memories are a lot more important than another five or $10,000 in the bank. That's the end of this month's episode. If you'd like to subscribe, you can find us on SoundCloud and Spotify at MDRT Podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.